You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. I want to give you something real, but I don't know where to start. Darling, let's make a deal. I want to give you my heart. I would trade anything for love. Hey, guys. Welcome to ISO The Buns Podcast. So, uh, the interview this week is an interesting one. If uh, you like entrepreneurs, you like uh, women-friendly products, or, like me, you like to uh, smoke a little Mary Jane every now and then, this interview might be for you. But before we get to that, Let's talk about your week. How's it going, guys? Anything crazy happen? Um, I am currently ISO a classic car. Uh, early 70s Chevelle, to be exact. So if uh, any of you know where to get one, hit me up, podcast at buns.com. It's kind of a long shot. But uh, the reason I bring it up is because this week I was at the Barrett Jackson car auction in Arizona. Pretty crazy. Unfortunately, not any trades to be had there, but it was a lot of fun. What did you guys get up to? Uh, I know that Orn and Laura are going to talk about some crazy stuff going on, but uh, you guys make any interesting trades? Do anything cool? Oh, also, uh, there's no music at the end of this week's episode because I haven't really been getting any music submissions lately. Uh, If I don't hear anything soon, I'll be... uh, posting in the Facebook group. So if any of you are in bands or know people in bands and you want your music on the show, email me again, podcast at buns.com. Anyway, time for this week in buns. This week in buns, we uncover the ultimate bunsy hunter. Oh, we help a hunt, a hunty in honey. Hunty, baby. You, you, you wrote this? I did. <laughs> we help ha- a hunty get a Valentine's date. And does wearing a police to qualify as police impersonation? I guess we'll find out. I guess we just might. Welcome to the Buns Podcast or ISO of Buns Podcast. My name is Oren. And I'm Laura. And if you've never heard the show, she never does that. I want to make sure that's very clear. She's never done that in the opening. Um, but we tell you the best of the best. We aggregate all the stories of the week from Bun's Trading Zone, from, from Pet Zone, from from all the zones. All of them. There's so se. many. And today and this week is no different. No different. So I hope you get it going and tell us a bit more about this Bun's dance crew. So exciting. She go, uh, Shannon goes, oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Love a good intro. Apparently, there's something called the Buns Dance Crew, and they're cordially inviting you to their first meeting of the year to do the Sorry Dance by Justin Bieber, a Canadian classic. It's instructed by Shannon, and it's uh, not for professional dancers. It's everybody's welcome to come Uh, and just to simply have a great time. Enjoy because who doesn't like dancing? I think dancing lifts your soul. Right, Oren? <laughs> it's been medically proven to, to lift, lift your soul. soul. <laughs> I love dancing. It just gives you just it's so uplifting. And it's in a, you know, judgment free space as Buns is. So tell all your friends. You can message Shannon if you're interested. And uh, I might just go. 
Okay. I might just go and see what it's all about. Go see what it's all about and report back. I definitely well. Two. Um, here is a, a full circle bun story. Oh, I love that, that we're that we're gonna get into here. Uh, so you should just pick a regular post. Someone, um, Lena, um, is trying to basically give away all of her contact solution. The reason she's giving away her contact solution is because she's getting laser eye surgery. Well, right. So good to you getting laser eye surgery. But um, the story comes in the comments because someone's like, hey, I remember a couple weeks ago you had a. You'd sort of sought out Bun's helping zone and trading zone for a bit of help on whether or not you should get LASIK. Oh, and yeah. she's like, yeah, I am definitely get it. They're getting it because of the group, basically. Oh, amazing. Yeah. it's um, She didn't get LASIK. She got PRK. I'm sure there's a difference. People are going to kill me on that. But that is a different type of surgery. Anyway, she's getting her eyes fixed. Getting the old eyes fixed like, up. Yeah, so we got info from from Buns, and now she's trading away all the things that she doesn't need anymore. That's amazing. Good I on, definitely Lena. do want to get LASIK one day because the glass glasses game is getting a bit old. But what about that fashion though? You're gonna miss that fashion. I well, I can. You know what? I hate those people that wear glasses <laughs> that don't have proper lenses, and it's just for cool. I'm like, I, I guess I'll hold on to them for a bit longer so I can <laughs> so I can be that cool girl. You know, I'm always trying to be the cool girl. Anyways, um, a lot of uh, good like dog stories this week. Um, the first one comes from Rachel. Um, she posts needed urgently flight companions for rescue dogs. So basically she's promoting like if you're traveling from Winnipeg to Toronto or Hamilton, but flying WestJet only, if you it's like a no charge thing, it won't cost you anything, but to bring um, the surplus of dogs that are in Ham, uh, sorry, Winnipeg to Toronto or Hamilton if you're flying WestJet. So if you're coming home from Winnipeg to Toronto, contact Rachel and she has a link up uh, on uh, the Buns web or um, Facebook page here, and you can help uh, a dog that needs a home. And bring it back to Toronto because there's a lot of them in Winnipeg, apparently. Apparently, apparently there's a bunch of dogs in Winnipeg that just want hugs. Yeah, I, I know that the Humane Society does this a lot from kind of around the world. I know my buddy got his dog from Toronto, the Toronto Humane Society, but it was brought here from a, a high-kill shelter in Georgia. What the heck? Yeah, so they imported the dog and found a home with my buddy. Wow. And Penny's a lovely dog. I think that's great. That's a great kind of thing, especially if it's it's going to cost you nothing. Like, even if it was going to cost you something, like, this is a no-charge thing. You just have to meet with the representative, uh, like, an hour or two prior to your departure, which is what you would literally do anyways for a domestic flight. And you can uh, give a dog a new home. Oh, Got a lot of love. So mm. I think that's a great little tale. Love it. Um, let's talk about Lisa. And she wants to trade a bunch of random stuff. And boy, is some of this shit real random. Um, <laughs> namely, two two gig iPod shuffles. Oh, the and clip ones? The clip ones. Yeah, oh. the little square ones. Um, and an Etch-A-Sketch. Huh. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. I love those little iPods. I feel like now enough time has passed between when they were like a thing and popular to now being out of circulation that now there's been a resurgence and people being like, remember those iPods that clipped on you? They're so cool. I want them. And so like through the grapevine, I've heard that they're pretty hard to get your hands on. Ooh. I mean, everyone just has basically music on their phones now. So, I mean, I not 
sure why I would want one of these or you would want one of these, but... <laughs> They're so convenient. And you clip them anywhere. Can you clip your iPhone anywhere? I guess you could wear those weird armbands. Gross. That you put your... Those are so gross. I know, they are gross. You buy one and you're immediately a douchebag. Like... That's like your segue into being a douche. I mean, I get the need. I get the need if you're running. But yeah. if you're not running, do n- absolutely do not wear one of those. <laughs> I think I just might now forever because I want that douche status. Uh, so, you know, someone posted on Buttonstock, speaking about like, like bro-y status, they posted the most gaudy Prada glasses I have ever oh. seen in my life. Oh, I, I can't believe and, I didn't see that. Oh, it was, it was so disgusting. <laughs> They belong like uh they they, uh, they belong on my face. That's where they belong. <laughs> um, interesting kind of story here about a bad trade. Mm, tell me more. <laughs> so I've never really encountered a bad trade on buns, but this is interesting. So Jess posts, "What should I do about a bad trade?" Someone posts on here. They set up the trade, but turns out the thing they were trading was only compatible with one system, yada, yada, yada. But it was clear that the trader knew that it wouldn't work because she blocked her on Facebook and blocked her number after. So she's wondering um, if uh, she should contact an admin or what should she do, essentially. Obviously, admin steps in right away. Mm-hmm. And this person has been now blocked off the Buns Facebook group. And I just think... It's so funny because the accountability here is so real. You know what I mean? Like you can't really in this sort of format. It's hard to hide behind your social platform because especially if you want to continue being a Buns user, you're going to get kicked the heck off. Yeah. And uh, we do acknowledge that there is a bit of a dark side sometimes to Buns of because course, yeah. I mean, there is anything. yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a use at your own risk platform. So obviously the decisions you make are your own. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can get a little bit of justice in in this way by getting people the bad people off of here because mm-hmm. if you just come on a bunch just to offload your junk that does not work and you're not telling people that accurately yeah yeah that's it's such a such a shitty thing to do yeah so, but justice has been soiled oh it has been it's a hot place a hot plate of justice uh, especially from New York. Where was her? Where was that accent? I don't even justice know. Justice from New Jersey? Maybe. That's <laughs> kind of justice. Um, sometimes we get these weird items that we, I think I've always wanted, but I don't know where to, what to do with it. Right. Remember we had vending machines? Yeah. This is also sort of a vending machine. Brenda Brenda posted a classic gumball machine. Oh, man. Looking to be filled with, with whatever. And I truly believe there are two types of people in this world. Okay. People whose parents let them get something from the candy machine at the at the exit of the grocery store oh, God. <laughs> and parents who didn't let them get it yeah yeah um what type of family were you well i didn't ever have to ask for change because i was known as the uh money smeller <laughs> that was the official title um and i would just like find money everywhere i kind of went so i always had a couple quarters well, in my old pocket oh look at you and i would just uh go at will, at will but although i would not go for the gumballs i would go for more like the skittles or other candies and if i saved up enough you know those like winnie the pooh um character caricature things that they would sell that are like kind of gooey and it's winnie the pooh in a costume do you not know this i do not know this wow learn me something oh my gosh this is crazy so there used to be i can't believe i'm telling you something right now so there used to be these things are still around i think and it's literally a hard plastic winnie the pooh that's like a keychain okay but 
the hard plastic Winnie the Pooh is in this like rubber costume. So it could be like a chicken costume, but the Winnie the Pooh is in it. Or it could be like Tigger, but Winnie the Pooh is in it. Um, it's so wild. Now, do these get go on your phone like little trinkets kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like they, or it would be on a keychain. For oh, example, okay. they have a little string. Yeah, yeah. And they were like one fifty. So if I had, you know, a couple extra quarters and I wanted something that would last me, I'd get one of those Winnie the Poohs. That must be in Japan. They have like keychains for everything. Do they? So I didn't see any Winnie the Pooh ones there, but nor was I searching it out. True. Um, we never, like, we could never ask my mom to. To get any sort of thing, she oh, no. she'd make, she'd make, hell no and slap you in the face. My mom didn't actually slap us in the face, but we would have to in order to like get money for this. As kids, we would just hang around in like the the no frills lot. Oh yeah, and we would legit just return the twenty five cent buggies. Oh yeah, twenty five and start making some money that way. Or as a great like service to people that was never asked for but appreciated. Yeah, is anyone who parked like really far away from from the um from the cart return place oh yeah we would just say hey uh, we can return your cart for you if you want and they'd be great and you don't mind if we keep the 25 cents but no not a problem yeah so that was like a literal quarter yeah it was do any other uh grocery stores have that quarter thing I, I, is I, it just no frills? I think it's it's all it's all discount ones. So I think Food yeah. Basic also has it. Oh, that's uh, so funny. Because yeah. if you're going to the discount store, they think you're going to steal yeah. the card. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think. That's I imagine that is. 25 cents does a whole lot of preventing. Yeah. But now they have those strips that go around the like the outside of oh, grocery part. stores, okay. so that when you go past it, there's like a little lock on the back of the carts oh. that sees up the carts, so they're unusable. Technology. Yeah. Wow. That's the way, that's the way it works. Technology. Do We're wanna... living in a modern age, Orange. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a bit early for this, but hey, it's never too early to find love, I guess. Um, ISO, a Valentine's Day date. So she posts, uh, Ka- Kayla? Kahela, sorry, I really botched that one, but she's looking for a Valentine's Day date, hoping that this year won't suck and somebody will be willing to do something or go somewhere cool with me. Would really appreciate any good vibes. So this girl's freaking beautiful, okay? And everybody's come. So this one guy, Chris, comments and tags his friend, okay? Tags his buddy. The buddy responds saying, yeah, I don't think I stand a chance. <laughs> and the friend's like, well, it's worth the hello. Like, at least do something. And then this other guy posts, yeah, right, a gorgeous woman like yourself can't get a date. Wow, if I wasn't ugly, I'd date you, but I am. So good luck. Shouldn't be too hard. And I'm like, oh, my God, all these poor men thinking that they're not good enough. I'm like, that is the saddest Valentine's Day. Uh, to be fair, I have not looked at any of the guy's profile. Yeah. But this woman is stunning. Yeah. So. <laughs> but just because she's beautiful doesn't mean, you know, you never know. So people shouldn't be intimidated just because of like the looks, but fair, you know, <laughs> fair. So I'd love to get an update from her um, if I could ever pronounce her first name uh, to see who she ends up going with. with. Yeah, maybe someone from Buns. I mean, she should really be in Buns Dating Zone. Yeah. That would actually be better for her. But Yeah. You know uh, what? I've never... Have you explored Buns Dating Zone? I have not had the need to. Yeah. I, I, have, a, I have a partner that I'm very happy with. That's so. true. That's true. I mean, but just to see what it is. 
I haven't even looked at Buns Dating Zone. Yo, next week we'll have an update yeah. on your week on Buns Dating Zone. You know what? I think I'm going to try it. Okay. We'll see what's going see on. See what happens. Because the Tindy doesn't work for me. So maybe the Buns <laughs> Dating Zone won't be the my... The Tindy and no Bumby, you're all about the, the freelance. Oh, yep. Yeah. All uh, about that freelance. freelance. I'm about to meet someone like in a in a bar yep. <laughs> at a coffee shop. What? Oh my God. You should sit at the coffee shop counter and just like wait for guys to approach. Yeah. Like pretending to work on a screenplay and then <laughs> have guys, hey, you work on a screenplay? Oh, this? Oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm just, I guess I was just maybe waiting for you. Ew. Gross. You don't need no man. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's a terrible scenario. I wish I'd never said that. I'm not editing it out either. I have flaws. Um, let's talk about two dog stories, two lost dog stories with two very interesting outcomes. Um, first one comes from someone who... Uh, they lost her husky Aww. sooner, and that's because, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you in a bit why it happened. But she lost her husky, posted on Bunt, finds her dog in 15 minutes. Oh, wow, record time. And gets her dog back, which is beautiful. But she lets her dog out again in the backyard. Dog goes missing again. What? And because her neighbors had taken off the door, apparently. Oh, negligence. Um, yeah, of her of her backyard. So she lost her dog again. What? So hopefully, hopefully she finds her dog, um, which would be... Should be wonderful. I mean, the huskies are pretty much wolves, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna survive. He's gonna be fine. He'll eat a couple squirrels, <laughs> get adjusted with the Toronto lifestyle, and then maybe you know what? He'll want to find his own place. Yeah, you know, then they moves to the suburbs because U of T steps there because Toronto's too expensive. Yeah. So <laughs> feeding the those squirrels, it's yeah. not. Real the, estate's too expensive in this the, city, so yep. I'm a husky. I'm moving north. <laughs> I'm moving to Barry, where I can afford something. <laughs> you say ew. Yeah. <laughs> I actually never been to Barry, so it's not fair. Yeah, Barry's a lovely white town. Oh, so the husky will fit in? <laughs> It'll fit in. Okay. Perfectly. Um, here's another dog story that I promised you uh, about a minute and a half ago. Um, so this dog was found a couple days ago. It's a beautiful dog. Looks like a cross between like a pit bull and like a Rhodesian Ridgeback. It's stunning. What? <laughs> That's a dog? A Rhodesian Ridgeback? What the fuck? Yo, look it up. Oh, my God. Oh, they are that, beautiful dogs. That really came out of nowhere. Yeah, this is a lovely dog here. And <laughs> um, they give her so description of the dog. Jennifer yeah, does her due diligence, tells everyone about it, and takes it everywhere and tries to find out where this dog is. Um, someone posts on this link on Buns, hey, we checked out um, Lost and Found Pets Toronto, and we we think we found that dog and they definitely found the same dog oh, damn. which is great um but then there's another update the person who has a connection with owners isn't getting a reply since the dog's discovery possible fear of negligence and abusive owners may prevent the possibility of the dog's return oh my gosh the person mean? who has them so apparently apparently they're tr they're trying to get this dog back to the owner but they're thinking maybe the reason their owners aren't responding is because the owners are negligent or maybe they're abusing the dog and then someone says hey that's great but we can't condone like stealing someone's dog yeah, can't we withholding it yeah like you should probably bring it to spca then another person jumps in and says hey i would not suggest going to the spca because this is a pit bull and obviously those dogs are banned so <gasps> or at least part pit bull so this dog was banned um so it's maybe that may not be the best place to bring it oh my God. and then there's another post where they say the owner has been contacted the dog is in safe care all this history now <laughs> oh my god so everybody got so hyped everyone got way too hype on this but we obviously we're glad this dog yeah found its owner this dog is so stunning I'm I mean, just gonna go yeah. back to that. Oh, I want this dog. I mean, yeah. 
You don't think so, obviously. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm afraid. Okay. I'm oh. afraid. And uh, but you know what? If I was looking at it from far distance and it wasn't looking at me, uh, then yeah, I'd say it's it's nice. Afraid in the same way when a woman's too beautiful that guys get intimidated by her? Uh, similar. Okay. Very similar. Okay. Um, this is, I wish I lived in an apartment solely for this reason. Basically, um, Alex and her friend Kristen live two floors above each other in their apartment. And they are looking for walkie-talkies to make their friendship that much cooler. And I thought this is the, this is so hilarious. Imagine you lived right upstairs from like your BFF and you just, if you had walkie-talkies, that's so fun. Be like, oh, Oren, oh, uh, are oh. you want to chill? Over? Um, yes, uh, I would love to chill. Over. Uh, roger that. I'd like to chill. <laughs> I don't I don't know how radios work. but How walkie-talkies work. Um, someone, I remember when I was posted on Reddit, what if other things were named as weirdly as walkie-talkies? Yeah, walkie-talkie. <laughs> that is actually, yeah. Well, who came up with that? Uh, walkie-talkie. Because I guess if you're walking, you can also talk. <laughs> but I mean, all, I feel like this would be cool for a week and then you just get over it because you have a cell phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do, do, do you know why the kids in Stranger Things use walkie-talkies? Because cell phones weren't invented yet. Fair. So I Very mean, fair. so I mean, I, yeah, it's good. You know what it is good for? Walkie-talkies, legit, is good for mm-hmm. music festivals where reception is crappy. Oh, fair. And whenever you go camping Ooh, from yeah. people on fire sites or whatever, that's also a great use for walkie-talkies. Ooh. So still legitimate. Or if you're in the U.S., you don't want to burn data, and you're carpooling with other people, like two cars are going down. Yeah. Walkie-talkies Ooh, are, are great for that. Wow. So I mean, you just th- gave me so many different ways to use walkie-talkie, and I think I'm gonna have to steal them from this girl now. Okay. I'll uh, let you know how that goes. Okay, I please. got so many things to update you on next week. <laughs> Thanks so many things. Um, we are going to introduce a new segment um, called Bun's Dad Zone. Cue music. Dad Zone. Hey, I'm a dad and I need things. That was, that was actually pretty damn good. I know. I know. Oh, I was right. thinking about it. Okay. And I'm glad you asked okay, me. Okay, that's amazing. So on Dad Zone, we're going to give you things that we think dads would use. Yeah. Uh, traditional dads. We're not being uh gender specific or like sexist or anything like that we're, we're just, just talking about we're just being a dad yeah we're just being things things maybe your dad had around the house that maybe you might need to get from buns yeah dad's own um the first hey, I'm one a dad. No, 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 i need stuff <laughs> i love i actually love that stinger okay <laughs> um the first one is a dolly oh yeah like uh, like a pickup dolly like a, a moving dolly Ooh. if you would two wheels flatbed you gotta pick anything you want Having one of those is so clutch. Very clutch. Uh, don't ride on it because you'll fall and hurt you yourself. Definitely. I used to work in a warehouse. We used to ride on them all the time. Oh really? Yeah. Did you ever hurt yourself? Um, I'm sure I did, but nothing, nothing. Nothing like that it. you can that stands out as being super harmful. Exactly. Okay. And the second thing I want to p- uh, put for a dad zone is plastic storage containers, like those big Rubbermaid ones. Oh. But two protective blankets for moving, like moving blankets. Oh. Moving blankets are so clutch. <laughs> oh my goodness, having those when you need them is is amazing. That's just deep. so nothing gets scratched up. Ugh. Last week we had that Dremel yeah. drill. This week, it's all about the moving dolly and the two protective blankets with storage containers. Well, I'm a dad, and that sounds like I could use that. And that's <laughs> that brings the end. Um, <laughs> Dad's, old. Dad's old. Hey, hey, I'm a dad. <laughs> Oh, 
the ba- the Bunsy Hunter. <gasps> the Buns Bounty Hunter. Hey there, Bunners. I need some help tracking down someone. The man's name is Hugh Callahan. Or something like that. Hugh Cal- Callahan. Fuck. Um, he is living in Halifax, apparently. And he really screwed this poor lady on her... Um, on her website that he developed for her. They haven't been able to get in contact with him and they're reaching out to Buns to see if anybody knows his location or whereabouts. And he's been found. He has been found. Um, yeah, in the comments of this post, there's there's a lot in here yeah. where someone sees them, is like, hey, I know this person. They post his name. Um, people are clicking on his name. Uh, and then the person initially wrote the post was like, hey, we found him, we're in contact with him, mm-hmm. we're gonna figure this out. And then later on she posts, everything has been resolved, he's miraculously now responding to our messages, um, here are some tips on how to not do what we did and yeah. do it better, essentially. So I mean, we're happy for the good resolution. Yeah, but just crazy that this random ass guy in Halifax was found via buns. That's what really just, Takes the cake on this. Yeah, one. power of buns. Power of Let the power buns. of buns compel you. You know Literally. what I mean? <laughs> um, how about this post from Chris Keys? He says, there are a bunch of cops on my street, and I guess one of them dropped their toque. Anyone care for it? You can sew bad words onto it or put patches on. LOL, whatever. Um, ISO, some other stuff. Um, this created quite the storm in the comments. Interesting. Because people are saying, hey, you should probably just give it back to the cops. Maybe their heads are cold. Um, but they also say, hey, is wearing a police toque, does that justify police impersonation? Oh, man. Um, I don't think anyone is like, hey, that guy's wearing a police toque. He must be a cop, even though he's not wearing anything else cop-wise. Yeah. Oh, he's not wearing a police jacket or coat or gun. Yeah. Um, so he's probably not a cop. So I don't think that would be a, a plausible thing. Yeah. But still, I yeah, mean, maybe, maybe. Just, maybe just give the cops back their hat. I, uh, one of my friends thrifted a TTC jacket that's still the crest on it. And I wore it out one day when it was warmer earlier this month. And, uh, I got a lot of like, I use the TTC all the fucking time. And I went on the like three different forms of transit. And every time I went on, I just got like a nod from like the TTC people. I was like, Hey, like, just like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on? I mean, I still paid, but like. I got like nods from her. I was like, why am I getting all this like great response from all the TTC employees? And I realized I was wearing the jacket. And one of the workers was like, hey, where'd you get that jacket? And I was like, oh, like my friend thrifted it. He was like, I mean, the patch really should have been taken off. <laughs> but okay. So, but it's an older jacket. Like it's an older style. Now they have new, newer ones. But I bet you I could just sneak the heck on of that TTC. If is, I it, is it burgundy? Is it's it the, the burgundy, burgundy one? one? Yeah, those are nice. It's it was it's so nice. It's a great jacket, and uh, you never know. You might uh, catch me trying to drive a TTC bus. <laughs> hey, hey, come back here! Yeah, it's me like. Hong Kong, see you later. Uh, let's round out this week's with uh, I think one of the most expensive things I've ever seen on buns. Okay, tell me because um, uh, her name is Vanessa. She has a brand new inbox Adidas Yeezys. 750s whoa um size men's eight women's 10 and she's asking for some things that are definitely way below the value of these shoes if these shoes are real oh my god because these shoes these shoes minimum online 
are a thousand bucks. Oh my god! Like if you want a pair of these shoes, they are hard to come by in general. It's a limited run of these shoes, anyways. Yeah. Um, because they're from Kanye, they're gonna be yeah. way the hell up there. Um, and on the high end, twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. Like these are worth so much money. Yeah. And all I could post underneath the comments was, "Oh my god, Law. I really hope you get your value for these, yeah. and I hope that whoever gets them looks fly as hell." I uh, found I went to like uh, the Toronto Island this summer and there was a uh, at the end of the Ward's Beach there's like these like rocks for to stop erosion and we're like beside these rocks and I look over and I see a shoe sitting on one of the rocks and I'm like is that a Yeezy over there and like we like get up on the rocks like go over and look sure enough this is a real freaking Yeezy runner and I'm like we found a Yeezy and so we like scavenged the rest of these rocks trying to find the other pair but the lone Yeezy never found its partner and it sits there to this day you look for Yeezys like people look for rare Pokemon yeah. <laughs> in the rock structure it, I'm literally wearing my bathing suit with like flip flops climbing these rocks that I should not be climbing but what are you gonna do anything for the Yeezys anything for the Yeezys and on that note uh, I think we'll say goodbye yes Toodaloo. Uh, she's been Laura. And he has been, I think, Oren. It, it is Oren. Amazing. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. All right. So like I said at the top of the show, the interview this week is, uh, you know, maybe a touchy subject, but it won't be touchy soon. It's going to be marijuana related. How do you guys feel about all that, by the way? I don't know that we've ever really discussed it. I mean, I'm not a huge marijuana guy, but uh, I partake every now and then. And uh, in fact, I was uh, invited to an event in downtown Toronto where, uh, you know, your finest edibles were being produced and sold and uh i partook a little and i met a woman by the name of heidi heidi is or has already started a line of marijuana related products that are um well first started out to be female friendly um you know kind of the more feminine side of the marijuana world which is something that i had never seen before uh, and has become sort of an aesthetically pleasing uh, line of of marijuana-related uh, accoutrement, if you will, because that's the name of the company. Um, and I just thought it was all very interesting because now that marijuana is going to become legal, I think that people may stop hiding away their, you know, whatever devices they may use to smoke with, bongs or pipes or grinders or whatever. And it makes sense to have... Um, just like you would have anything else, coffee machines and mugs and whatever that are aesthetically pleasing that you want to display in your house. Why not uh, marijuana-related items? So here's my interview with Heidi of Accoutrement. Hey, Buns. How's it going? Welcome back from a, a long extended break. I haven't done an interview in a while. I feel a little bit rusty. So hopefully we, uh, we can get right back in the saddle. I am here with Heidi from Accoutrements. 
Um, I'll let you explain what that is first before we get into the whole thing. For sure. Yeah, because you probably would be able to give the spiel better than I would. I don't, you know, I don't want to not do it justice. Yeah. So we are a conscious cannabis lifestyle brand. And what that means is that we are a cannabis lifestyle brand for the modern smoker in the modern home. So we're kind of based on three central pillars, which is beauty, discretion, and functionality. So right now we have a line of premium aluminum grinders, and they were, build or they were built around that concept. So moving forward, we will be introducing new products, but yeah. in essence, that's what it is. Okay. So... Let's kind of start at the very, very beginning because uh, that's usually how we do things around here. Where are you from? Where, like, uh, did you grow up in Toronto? Are you uh, No, I grew local? up in Brampton. Okay, so well. I moved to Toronto like five years ago, but like GTA. Yeah, for most people, <laughs> I mean, I would consider that basically Toronto. I mean, I consider it basically Toronto too. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't grow up too far away. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I think you explained it pretty well, but did you grow up with. Like, are you an active cannabis user or how did you kind of get into this whole thing? So I am an active cannabis user, but I got into it, I think, like the way most people do. Like I first tried it in high school. Oh, cannabis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, let's start there. So you tried it in high school and, 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 and uh, me too, by the way. And uh, like, was it, was it like uh, an epiphany for you or something? Were you like, yes, this is for me? Or, or is it just kind of, because like... I mean, a lot of people try weed in high school and actively smoke it, at, you know, after high school. Mm. But not a lot of people are like, well, you know what? I'm going to build a company that has to do with this whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it definitely wasn't an epiphany. It was just like kind of like something you did, like everybody did. Yeah. And But as I've gotten older, I was actually having this conversation today. As I've gotten older, I've kind of... Like, I just don't drink as much as I used to. Yeah. Not because I don't like drinking. Like, I still like like the taste of alcohol. But now I want to drink because I want to enjoy a drink. Right. I don't want to drink just to get, like, plastered. Right, right, so, right. So, like, my, my preference now is if I'm at a party and I do kind of, like, want to alter my state of mind or whatever. Like, yeah. I would rather smoke a joint mm -hmm. over having, like, 10 drinks through the course of a night. And yeah. then the next day, like, waking up with a hangover. So I guess like it's kind of like changed as a lifestyle choice from that perspective. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I can kind of understand that I'm in a very similar boat. I mean, myself personally, when I do drink, I mean, unlike you, I don't drink because I mean, I do like the taste of drinking, but uh, or of drinks. But when I have a drink, I want to have more than one drink. Mm. And I and not that I can't limit myself, but like my preference is to just keep going. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know. If I, if I, uh, I don't really smoke weed anymore, but if I vaped it or ate it or whatever, I could just stop it there and like be at a comfortable level. Yeah. Now, I mean, I imagine that this business has recently become viable because of, I mean, there's been weed paraphernalia forever. I mean, mm -hmm. I used to walk down Dundas when it was kind of seedier and it was all head shops and whatever. So they've been selling this stuff forever, but now that it's, you know, starting to become legal, it makes more sense, I think. Was that one of the sort of deciding factors for you to to start this whole thing up? Or were you planning on doing it before any of that 
even came about no so like weed becoming legal has definitely been one of the deciding factors but it wasn't like the deciding factor um actually the deciding factor was honestly like the way this company came about and the way the concept came about was about eight months ago so this is a it's a really new company yeah but eight months ago when the concept really started to come to me it was i was honestly just sitting around and i was looking at all like my accessories like it was like i was looking at my grinder yeah and like my pipes and all this great stuff because i have all this great stuff and to be honest with you it's like ugly right yeah and it's, it all, it's always all, has been ugly it's like it's like pc gaming or something there's like neon lights it's all like made out of weird plastics or it's all uh psychedelic and stuff there's mm -hmm. nothing yeah I, I know what you're saying yeah and like the grinder that i've had forever and i think almost everybody in toronto probably owns this grinder is it's it's a five dollar grinder i got it from the friendly stranger mm -hmm. it's just like a basic grinder just like two pieces teeth on the other side and it's like orange and plastic right and i got it for five bucks right, right and right. like it's been doing the job but at the end of the day like it's something that has to be like stashed in a drawer once it's finished being used because like it just it can't be left out like, right personally for me in my life there are a lot of people who still don't know i smoke especially family members like right. my parents recently just found out just because like i stopped caring yeah <laughs> and like i was doing a photo shoot for the product at their house so i kind of had to tell yeah, them yeah yeah <laughs> and they were cool with it they were cool with it yeah. yeah and i think it's just because now i'm an adult they like they don't really care they're just mm -hmm. like go live your life do whatever you want but for a really long time like it was a big secret right? right um so having that stuff was kind of like something that had to be again like put away in a drawer when people came over right, right. um so when i was like taking a look at all this stuff i'm just like why can't it be better right honestly and truly like why can't it be better like aesthetically yeah and like why can't it suit kind of like my more professional lifestyle like i i look around at the apartment i created for myself and mm -hmm. i took a lot of care to create a really beautiful apartment so why can't something that's become like honestly a big part of my everyday lifestyle just kind of fit in with that apartment right you don't want to like hide it in a drawer or yeah, I totally get that. Let's be honest, though. Was it like, were you sitting around high being like, yo, these should look better? Yeah, though. legit. I was sitting around <laughs> high. <laughs> that's I will leave that side of the story out sometimes. I don't yeah. know why I left it on this occasion, but I totally was. <laughs> that's amazing, though. But you had the follow through when you weren't high to be like, let's let's make a business. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So full disclosure for everyone listening at this point, uh, we met at, well, we have a mutual friend, mm. but also we met at, uh, the green market in Toronto where they sell, you know, mostly edibles and stuff, but also uh, all kinds of weed paraphernalia. I mean, is that a pr accurate statement? A green but, market? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, um, you kind of told me a little bit about what you were doing and I thought it was interesting because I mean, a lot of the space is, the, the weed space is is mainly based on function. I mean, you have a few companies like yourself, like maybe PAX might be included where they're doing the whole Apple thing where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, it needs to work, but it, it should also look good while it's working, mm -hmm. you know, and be a little bit more discreet so that you're not screaming like, fucking I smoke weed all mm -hmm. the time or whatever when people, when people come over. Um, so do you, how do you see the legalization of weed affecting your business? I mean, obviously it's going to be a positive, but like, what, what do you think will happen? I think for us, because we kind of operate in like the gray market. Yeah. So like we're, we're a tertiary kind of brand, right? Like we, we're not, we're not going to become an LP. We're not going to distribute cannabis. Like that's not part of the plan. So right. for us, because we're only doing accessories, like we're not overly impacted by, mm -hmm 
how the government of Ontario chooses to legalize cannabis. But oh, how they choose to legalize yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that it's legalized in general will probably help. But yeah, the fact that it's legalized in general is going to be huge for us. And like, I, I, I would be lying if I said the timing of starting this business wasn't intentional. Like, it was totally intentional. Yeah, of course, it makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been having this conversation a lot with people recently, and I, I mean, I think your brand fits in perfectly with this. Uh, that in some point in the future, in the near future, I think, uh, the same way that when someone invites you to their house for dinner or whatever, and you bring them a bottle of wine, it's not outside the realm of possibility that soon you might bring them, you know, some weed or something. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and, you know, you probably want, if you're going to consume it, you probably want something that, that goes along with that whole atmosphere. Because, you, you know, like you were saying before that friendly stranger grinder you kind of you kind of look like a weird teenager with your little orange thing or whatever and you don't mm-hmm. want to be in the middle of a, a bunch of your friends at a nice party you know we're all a little bit older now we're not like raging all night long mm-hmm. and, and so you want your the rest of what you you're using to consume that stuff to to sort of reflect that uh any any sort of uh hints as to what the next items might be because i know you said right now you're working on uh, or you're you're selling premium grinders mm-hmm. and we'll talk about those in a second but mm-hmm. any idea what what's uh, what's up next so in terms of what's up next so i'll start by saying the concept of the brand was really geared around women mm-hmm. and creating products for women well but that's what... really interesting too mm-hmm. hold on sorry to interrupt you no, it's okay. but i think that maybe that's probably worth talking about more too because i feel like weed culture has been a very male dominated space in general i mean mm-hmm. i don't read a lot of high times or whatever the other weed magazines are I, although i used to mm-hmm. and it's always some form of male celebrity on the cover almost mm-hmm. always like 99 percent of the time so um what sort of prompted you to, to make a more female focused brand what prompted me was the fact that like so me as a woman and like i'm a pretty feminine woman yeah i like things to look a certain way and to be honest, I couldn't find any paraphernalia that really fit what I was looking for, which is why I created something that fit what I was looking for. Yeah. Like the grinder is a rose a rose gold with oh, nice, yeah. intentionally. Right. Because like to be honest, like I love rose gold and I don't know many other women who don't love rose gold. And like the packaging is like a beautiful blue and like the logos in gold for a reason because right. like to me that appeals to my as a woman and i've been told by so many women whenever they see the package in the grinder the first thing they say is like that's really beautiful yeah so for like me personally i couldn't find anything that was particularly appealing to women like yes i found nicer products but i would say like in terms of appeal yeah i thought they were either kind of like asexual they, they kind of sat in the middle or yeah. they appealed towards men rather than like primarily appealing towards women right I, I, you know what? I would even argue that the ones that sit in the middle almost sort of appeal to men too. The very, very like bare bones, utilitarian mm-hmm. things, still sort of male oriented. Uh, and I think it's interesting because I, you know, again, going back to legalization, as soon as, as soon as it becomes more commonplace, because as it becomes legal, people will have grown up with it the same way that we grew up with alcohol and it won't even be an issue. You know, it's still by some people taboo, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that will, uh, eventually evaporate and there's going to need to be products that cater towards you know not just the like whatever hood rat teenagers or mm. so i i think it's it's a pretty interesting thing that's the first thing that caught my eye when we were at uh 
the green market, I thought it was really interesting because I think that it's definitely lacking uh, sort of female-oriented products. But anyway, so you were saying up next because I'm kind of interested as to like what other sort of female-oriented products there might be uh, in the in the weed space. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's not like we're reinventing the wheel. So I've asked, I've been asked this question many times last couple weeks. Like, it's yeah. like, what's next? And the answer is not anything that's going to blow your mind. Like what's next is like, like a, uh, you know, like a nice oil pen or like a, a nicer concept for a roach clip. Like it's not anything that doesn't already exist. Yeah, yeah. It's just making those things in a way, again, that is going to be more appealing to a woman. Like mm-hmm. something that an, an oil pen that would be beautiful to a woman, not like a, a different concept for a roach clip that would be beautiful to a woman. I'm, I'm curious to see it because, you know, for me, before I, I saw what you were doing, a grinder was a grinder. I mean, there are different there are different levels. Obviously, you have the ones that like you know filter a bunch of different ways and, and do all these different things. But to me, it was all functional, mm-hmm. right? I I didn't even th- stop to consider aesthetics because for like that's all it was. But you know, after seeing your product and talking to you, it kind of makes more sense from my perspective like oh yeah you know you could do so i'm kind of curious to see what you guys uh come up with but let's talk a little bit about uh about the grinder mm-hmm. um i mean we're an audio only medium so maybe i can attach a photo to the show notes mm-hmm. but if you want to describe it for people I definitely can. So it is a three chamber grinder. So it's a fully aluminum piece. Mm -hmm. Um, The nice thing about it is that it's fully sealed. So me personally, I don't transfer my uh, my grind any like my ground anymore. I used to put it into another container, but now I just kind of leave it in the grinder because once it is sealed, there's no odor. Um, So it's a three chamber grinder, fully aluminum. Um, We've added extra teeth in the top lid to give a finer grind. Um, And the screen is also a really high quality. So any anything that is falling through into the bottom chamber won't have any like any residue of like bud or anything like that. And it'll just be your pure your pure powder. So in terms of the actual grinder itself, like like I said, our three pillars are beauty, functionality and discretion. So in terms of the functionality piece, it's comparable with any other high end three piece grinder out there. Like it's a fantastic grinder. The teeth will not dull over the time because they are diamond cut teeth and they are fully like I said, the piece is fully aluminum. Right. Um, and in terms of in terms of the screen itself, also like I don't know the exact the actual gradient of the screen. That's something I still have to find out. Right. Um, but we've been turn- told by many people who are actually like connoisseurs of grinders who know more than I do. Yeah. That it's a fantastic screen. Um, and we've never actually gotten any complaints about the grinder itself. And we've sold uh, we sold quite a few pieces already. So in terms of the grinder, it's it's a really Again, it's a it's a high quality, high functioning grinder. I find that a lot of people don't. What we found so far is that you know people are like, oh well, it's a grinder. I can just use the one I have. Right. Um, and I always say like, sure, you can use the one you have, but having that three chamber grinder goes a long way just because you have no more waste anymore. Um, so and it's magnetic too, right? And it's magnetic, exactly. The top is magnetic, so if it falls on the ground or if you turn it over accidentally, it's not like you're gonna lose all your bud. Right. Um, everything kind of just stays contained as is. Nice, nice. Um, and you've got three designs, is that right? We have four designs. Four designs. So we have a lotus flower, we have a pineapple. One says "Just Breathe," and there another. There's another that says "Good Vibes Only." Nice. Mm. So, uh, where can one get said grinder? Um, so you can go to our website, 
It's www.accoutrements.co. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes, but maybe you also want to spell it out for people who are lazy. Definitely. Do you want me to spell it now? Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> okay, so it's www.accoutrements.co. Um, and 1066 also carries our grinders in-house. That's a store, I assume. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a dispensary. Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into the fun stuff now mm. because uh, you said that you're a bit of a, of, of a weed person. Are you like all into strain, all these different strains and whatever now or do you just kind of smoke what you get? Uh, it's interesting because I, the more I meet people in this space, the more I realize how uneducated I actually am. I've gotten like such a great education over the last three months from people in the space who are much smarter than me. Right. Um, so I've been learning a lot, which is awesome because like now I am being more refined about what I smoke. Yeah. Um, so me personally, I've always been kind of like, I lean more on the indica side of things. Yeah. Um, sativa's kind of messed with my head a little bit so and give me anxiety. Do you want to explain <laughs> to people like roughly what the difference is okay i'm gonna give you my explanation yeah, yeah, like i fine. said like not like n being as educated as ev other people out there sure but i lean more on the indica side because it's more like cbd heavy rather than thc heavy right um because like i said for me personally like stuff that's t thc heavy just kind of like fucks with my brain and right. gives me anxiety and makes me anxious so like it's not really my cup of tea yeah um, i mean so <laughs> At its very like, at its very basic, not that I'm a, even remotely an expert, but um, you've got the like indicas that are are um, more sort of relaxing and like the sort of sleep. Not s well, I mean they can help you sleep, but yeah. like more melt into the couch type of thing. And then uh, the sativas that are um, some people say they give you energy or they like you know make you work or or whatever the situation is, but you're also more prone to things like anxiety and and anxiousness and paranoia and stuff if if you're one of those people but what i find interesting now that i mean it's not legal but we have dispensaries all over the city and and you can literally there's an app you can download that tells you which dispensaries have which strains um because i was one of those people that used to get extreme anxiety mm -hmm. uh after a while i mean i smoked pretty heavily and then stopped because i started getting anxiety and it's only recently in the last like i don't know let's say six months that i've started uh consuming marijuana again and it's because uh through some testing i was able to determine that certain strains will m you know make me feel a certain way and others others don't mm -hmm. and i'm able to kind of like pick and choose the ones that uh, uh i can enjoy gone are the days of like you know finding some guy that you know or a exactly. friend of a friend of a friend who just hands you whatever he's got yep. right you can pick and choose and i think that that also kind of lends itself to um what we we're talking about before what you're doing the whole dinner party aspect of things where you know the same way that you would go to the, you don't just go to the lcbo and say i want a red wine and just take whatever bottle they mm -hmm. give you you can actually go and choose and say i want that one or i want this one uh and i think it's uh i think it's really interesting so how I mean, I don't know if, if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to, but how frequently do you um, test your product, so to speak? Um, I'm so I'm like a pretty like honestly recreational smoker. So mm -hmm. like for me, I don't like I don't smoke because I have an anxiety problem. I don't smoke for pain. Like I yeah. literally just like smoke. It, I smoke the way like somebody would like have a glass of wine. OK. Um, 
so it's like if I've had a particularly stressful day and I have nothing to do that evening, like I don't have to continue working or I don't have any other responsibilities or obligations. And I know that I'm just to sit on the couch yeah. and watch Netflix for the rest of that, e- of that evening. Right. I'll smoke. Yeah. If I'm like going out socially, if I'm like going to a party or like I'm going out to like wherever and I'm going out to have fun, I smoke. I've never been able to do that, you know. Oh, like really? I've tried <laughs> I just I, I mean around certain people or if I'm going to see a movie or something then that's a different story but like if I'm going to a party I like I get way too introspective yeah but uh you know I guess it affects everybody differently I'm I'm kind of the same way too you know like I'm not a huge marijuana consumer by any stretch of the imagination I mean mm-hmm. I go to the marijuana events because I'm I think it's really interesting and you know it's a space that uh is yearning for innovation so i'm I'm very curious to see what comes up mm-hmm. you know and i'm glad that businesses like yours are starting to crop up but i probably only consume you know maybe once a month or something like that it's not it's not very frequent but uh i do think it's interesting and i do think that uh you know if you keep doing what you're doing it's going to be successful and i should also probably say at this point that like we have no affiliation with one another mm-hmm. you know buns but i i really think that what you're doing is is uh is really smart because i i mean i do think for a very long time it's been the the marijuana culture has had a certain face and i think it's time for it to like embrace all faces if you know what i mean no i totally understand you You know like it's not just like white skaters or or you know rap culture or whatever like Mm -hmm. at this point it's everybody and it's pretty clear because with all the amount of dispensaries around the city and the fact that they're all sustainable. I mean, even my mom's trying weed chocolate, so. That's amazing. Yeah, I well, told mama, my mom I was going to sneak her like a brownie over Christmas and she didn't know about it. And she was like, no, don't do that. So I didn't, but I'm going to do it eventually. <laughs> I, I, I got her uh, um, at the green market, actually. Not the one that we met at, but the last one I got her a 50-50. It was like half CBD, half marijuana chocolate bar. And uh, it seems to be going pretty well. In fact, oh. her complaint was like, oh, it's not strong enough. And I was like, oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Damn, mom. And she's never, she's <laughs> never really done. You know, I'm going to tell this embarrassing story. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> but she's only ever smoked marijuana once in her life. And um, she's really good friends with her neighbors. They have like a, uh, in the backyard, in the fence between their houses, they have a door so they can go through into each other's backyards. Mm. And she was at uh, our neighbors in their backyard. It was a summer. And the whole family was all smoking uh, weed together, which is very interesting because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that doesn't really happen all that often in my life. But um, And she was there, you know, and she was like, you know what, I'll give it a try. And she had, like, two puffs. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, she was like, someone needs to walk me home. And it was literally, (laughs) like, the distance from where we're sitting to, like, that wall. And she's like, I need to be walked home. (laughs) So I thought I would start a little weak, but... uh, She's ready to go. So maybe I need to get one of these for my mom so that, you know, it can go because uh, her her place is very nicely uh, adorned. And, you know, the weed paraphernalia that I have probably wouldn't fit with her apartment. You do. It fit right in. She can put it on her shelf. It would just look like a candle. Yeah. Accoutrement.co, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, anything that you want to tell the people before we go? Not particularly, no. I think we are going to be out there doing the can the local cannabis events in 2018. So okay. if you are part of, if you did, 
plan to attend those events you'll definitely see us mm-hmm. um but no not not anything particular i want to say about like us and the brand i think if you interact with us with us and you engage with the brand it's very easy to see what it's all about yeah um but i don't know it's, uh, it's kind of it uh do you know of any events coming up in the near future do you have anything on the books yet? um there is a green market that's gonna be coming up in january um we are gonna be out at the lift conference in vancouver in a couple weeks yeah uh so i believe that's the weekend of the 14th and the 15th nice um and then i believe they do their toronto show in may which we'll probably also aim to be at as well um, what's that What's is so lift is a thing that happens in Toronto as well. Yeah, so it's a it's a national uh, trade show. Yeah. Um. So like it's it's marijuana like uh, companies like us. It's LPs, um, people from the industry. So mm-hmm. I know for the show in Vancouver, the first day is kind of an industry day. Um, yeah. So it's going to be only industry people. But the second day they open it up to the general public, and anybody can kind of like come in, do seminars, educational stuff, buy products, interact with LPs, figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. all that great stuff so it's a it's a big trade show interesting mm. okay well i got i got to keep my eyes open for that one and if you guys just a word of advice if you guys come out to the green market and uh come to check out their products while you were there there are a lot of free samples everywhere <laughs> there are. just take it easy take it easy because yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you this the first time i went i was like oh this is amazing and i i tried all the things because i was like you know, I wonder what this tastes like. There's like infused beverages. Mm-hmm. There's uh whatever. And I was on the moon like <laughs> for like all night. I left there at like 7 p.m. And I was like still having some troubles at like midnight. Uh, yeah. You know? Um, and then the second time I brought some friends with me who had never been. And I told them, you know, take it easy. And I kind of learned my lesson from the first time. But they were like we had to go home almost immediately. So if you go and I suggest that you do. You know, check out the grinders, but and enjoy the free samples, but take it easy. Take it easy, guys. I will echo that. I will say the same thing. Like this green market was kind of our first green market, and I told myself like I'm not gonna sample anything until the end. Did you? Yeah, I did. I ended up sample sampling stuff around like nine o'clock because yeah. I wanted to be like coherent and be able to chat with people and tell them all about the product. Yeah. But by nine o'clock, I was like, no, I want to have fun too. So I started going around sampling everything, and like I agree, by like ten, by the time we were ready to pack up and go, I was yeah. stoned out of my mind. Like, yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Do you, do you try those chocolate bars with? with those guys from montreal i can't remember what they're no, called no i didn't oh my god they're so good they're probably amazing um yeah okay cool <laughs> oh you know what one last thing comes to mind are all the people that work for you uh marijuana enthusiasts or like how does that all work out you know what no I mean? so it's interesting so i wouldn't say any of us are like a marijuana enthusiast or marijuana connoisseurs like that's we all really have, interesting yeah like we all have kind of like the same the same level of like how much we kind of intake marijuana which is like super casually i think that's good i think that kind of shows that you know we're starting to get into a space where there's a lot of people interacting with the industry that are not you know because i I feel like at least my vision of it in the past you know maybe 10 years ago anyone who's running a marijuana related company was like a zealot was just like oh Mm -hmm. you gotta fucking smoke weed all the time and like you know, and it, I think it's kind of cool that it's it's starting to get a little bit more tempered and a little bit more business oriented and less just straight up drug oriented. It's not like people who own breweries are drunk 24 seven, you know? Exactly. I totally agree. And like, honestly, even to that point, like 
I look at my friend circle yeah. and everyone smokes, but I would say like 95% of it, like everybody's a closet smoker, you know what right. I mean? Like uh, the majority of my friend circle does not go out and buy their own marijuana. Like they'll smoke it if it's given to them at a party. Like at a party or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like they're not going out to buy. Like half of them are scared to go to a dispensary. Like it's hilarious. So like, It's so interesting. <laughs> it's so like i mean i guess it could be a little bit daunting but especially now there's so many of them they don't even ask for you to sign up anymore no or for id like it's crazy well some of them they'll ask for id to check your age but they don't like enter you into a computer or do anything like that you just kind of the same way that you would buy beer you go in and they're like okay are you 19 yeah okay go yeah you know i i highly suggest that you guys check it out and then grind it up with a with an accoutrement grinder oh there you go um all right. Well, thanks for coming in. And uh, if you've got some other things coming up in the future, let me know. Um, and we'll we'll have you on again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot.